0: Hi everyone, welcome to another V-Auto podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson with V-Auto and I'll be your host for today's episode. Our conversation for this episode is going to focus on used vehicle acquisition with a specific look at how an independent dealer group is using technology and tools to modernize the way they source cars. And set the stage for sales, profit, and organizational growth. My guests today are Brian Neely, dealer principal at Drive in Motion, an independent group operating in Colorado and New Mexico, and Patrick James, director of business development for Stockway. Brian and Patrick, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
2: Hey, my pleasure, Lance. It's going to be an exciting moment. I can feel it. We've got some energy flowing here. Let's do Let's make this big. <laughs> I dig.
0: I dig. Well, Brian, to help us kind of set the table for our listeners and viewers, could you give us a little bit of your background in the car business and how it led you to start driving motion?
1: Sure. Uh, so, I've been in the automotive industry for almost 20 years. Uh, started out running a very small operation with a business partner uh, out of Denver, Colorado, a, a smaller lot that held around 20 vehicles total. Uh, did that for about a year back in the uh, probably mid to early 2000s and uh, started to work for a larger company that helped with inventory acquisition and remarketing across uh, the entire nation, uh, handled 500 to 1,000 vehicles monthly when it came to purchasing and remarketing uh, did that for about five years, and then after that was done, I felt like I had enough tools and resources available to stretch and venture out on my own, uh, which is kind of when I got into more buy here pay here and then I did some things on the side with other entities that I had owned. Uh, fast forwarding uh, throughout that decade, I decided that uh, I wanted to be a, a, a larger presence in our community, and I wanted the opportunity to uh, give back to the employees and to the you know the team members that I had built relationships with over the years. And that's why we set up Drive in Motion.
0: And how many uh, locations do you guys have today?
1: We currently have five. Oh, I'm sorry. We have four operating locations.
0: Okay. And 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 uh, if I heard you correctly, uh, Greeley is kind of home base, Greeley, Colorado?
1: That's correct. We have three in Colorado. Greeley uh, is our larger command center home base, if you will. And then we did venture out to New Mexico, which was our first, uh, uh, you know, Non, uh, you know, Rocky Mountain, Colorado based region. And uh, that, that's been a great journey for us as well.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, now I understand that about a decade or so ago, and you just described, you kind of came up acquiring cars in the business. So, um, but about a decade ago, you started using Stockwave as a tool. Uh, prior to that, from the advanced stuff we did, I understood that you have sort of an, had an old school kind of approach. So what were the factors back then that led you to say, okay, this stock wave deal kind of makes sense to me?
1: You know, there's, there's multiple factors. Uh, you know, in, I, I used to get so granular with our research and our data with just single options as we would attend in person that we'd actually have a buying platform that we had kind of calculated over the years especially in the buyer pay world uh it was very easy to say you know here's your parameters for these types of vehicles based on body based on mileage based on different x factors uh so that list was a little bit easier to navigate through uh when it came down to the the traditional retail uh parameters so non-buyer pay here you know even going back to the old books that used to flip through that you'd have in your pocket that you'd have to pay for monthly Uh, it just became an annoyance. You know, you'd run up to an auction, run up in the lane and you'd miss a car because you couldn't figure out exactly what it was worth. Or, you know, you were trying to scan a barcode through different technology that was out there. And, and, you know, you never wanted to make a mistake and you were always thinking about it if you did. So I wanted to remove as many problems as we were, you know, experiencing, Uh, even rain or weather conditions, you know, uh, having a clipboard and and just, just the chaos of uh, certain things you couldn't control, and you know, with StockWave and, and approaching, you know, ten years ago, uh, before it was even a part of Mannheim's, uh process, there, there was just a lot of technology involved with it, and it made it, the, the ease of the system a lot better. And that's when we started to navigate away from the old school technology or just, you know, paper. Run this with data uh, towards StockWave system. And what's up
0: today? I guess a decade later, what percentage of of vehicles are you acquiring physically, you know, you're going to the auction versus online.
1: You know, uh, I'll rewind a couple of years ago, we went yeah. through a big change uh, in the industry as everybody did. And it forced us to fine tune our online buying habits. Uh, two plus years ago, we were 80% in lane. Uh, okay. Now we are more than 95% online. Hey, Brian, let me ask a follow-up to that.
2: So even before you went all online, you were using StockWave, right, even f- to help you in the end lane process? Can Correct. you just give a little insight, What you know, what was that workflow like uh, for the inlane? lane? Because we still have guys who who want to get back to in lane. They will. They can't help it, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, it sounded like you were still using the tool to help you to buy.
1: Yeah, the in-lane, so there were multiple ways that we, that we used StockWave for in-lane. I, you know, we, at times we'd still make an old school run this through the auctions platform uh, and would, you know, compare it to what StockWave had just to see if there were similarities and just for, just for sheer uh, audit purposes. But typically in-lane with just using StockWave, it allows us to filter through data so much more efficiently than any auction platform. Uh, and it's the data analysis that gives us the confidence and the efficiency in lane in order to hover through anywhere five to twenty five lanes at once to make sure that we knew what we wanted. So, you know, we could save notes. We could make comments in the system. We could pull it up even if you still want to be old school and scan the cars, as it's running in through the barcode. Everything that you saved the night before or that morning of would populate. So you never had to use a pin. You never had to have a clipboard. You never had to have much with you. Uh, You know, I know that there's more enhancements now, like the alerts that go off and there's so many things you can do with your cell phone, even before two or three years ago. But um, it really, it comes down to the efficiency factor of making sure that when you're at an auction in lane, you have all the data prepared. So that way you don't make a mistake and you can go as quickly as you need to. The only thing that you can't get rid of is the relationship building and, you know, kind of the annoyance of people wanting to talk to you throughout an auction. But if you can get through that StockWave is the only person or device that you need to talk to when you're trying to buy a car.
0: You know, that, that uh, makes me wonder, Brian, you talked about efficiency and I'll put you on the spot. So if we go back, say four years ago, even uh, how much time did it spend? Did you spend then to size up a car versus today? Meaning that you know what you want to do with that car. I'm just wondering how that efficiency manifests itself in terms of time savings.
1: You know, per car, I'll say in lane, it's been a 400% to 500% efficiency improvement. Uh, Online, it's even greater than that. Uh, We used to make and spend the same amount of time online for one auction than we do now looking at 15 the night before. Uh, with Sockwave systems. So that's why I've gravitated more toward, and the price of cars has been a part of that, but I've gravitated more toward online. Uh, when cars get cheaper, if and when they do, and they're more available, then we could probably go back to more of an in-lane approach because there's not as much of a competing factor in the markets that we're trying to keep our cars in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I could source, uh, we've gone a thousand miles away multiple times in 15 different states. Uh, whereas before I would just be in one state and it would take almost the same amount of time, Uh, maybe a little extra time if we had a larger run list between, you know, among 15 states versus one. But the biggest efficiency saving factor that I find is online. But in lane, it is still four to five times faster than it was four years ago with the technology and the advancements that Stockways made. In addition to the condition reports at all auction platforms improving, it seems like the tech side has allowed us to enhance all, all around the board, which has been good.
0: Brian, you mentioned uh, condition reports a moment ago. And in the last couple of years, I've un- as you switched to more online buying, I've understood that the cars may in fact be a little bit edgier. So how does the StockWave help you gain the confidence that you need to, to, to buy that car?
1: Yeah, confidence is a big is a big part of any buying process, especially online. Uh, in lane helps as well, but when you can physically touch a car, you can kind of give it your own condition report based on your own dealership's parameters and, and you know inspection standards. Uh, knowing your knowing your auction, knowing the region that you're purchasing in, learning their tendencies is very important. So I wouldn't just necessarily do a a mass search based on condition report gradings, unless you knew the auction or the region that you're purchasing from and their tendencies. With that being said, it does allow greatly for me to filter out certain areas or states or auctions, search for certain condition report parameters with the auctions that I know have X as a parameter and then go back and downgrade my condition report parameters To only filter in the auctions that I know, maybe have a different system, not not saying that their parameters are are worse or or not as favorable, but just knowing your audience is key. And the efficiency factor of what StockWave offers allows me to go in there or my buying team to say, look, in this region, I know that I need to search from 2.0 CR up to 5. Or in this region, I only want to search for a a 3.5 or a 4 and higher. So it's just the ease of the system. Um, and learning it, and, and making your buy lists, and, and setting your parameters is literally a click of a button, and it takes less than thirty seconds to go in there and sort, na- you know, nationally if you want to, and you have everything at your fingertips at that point.
0: Across your four locations, then Brian, how how does does each store kind of has its own strategy page, and your buyers are are armed knowing what they need there. I'm just wondering how you manage the individual needs of those stores and the inventory.
1: So that's an ever evolving uh, kind of process. I mean, we haven't, we haven't dove in and and updated our strategies too much the last year. Uh, We kind of have a set parameter that we know, look, we're going to make certain gross expectations on these vehicles, depending on price, body style, uh, even location of where we're purchasing, you know, depending on what the demand is. But the strategies, it's kind of, If you want to use it you can blow it up to a level that you never imagined and if you just want it as a guideline that's okay too so it really depends on how much data you want to give it and then you also have to be willing to be flexible Uh, there's this this gut factor right that we all have and sometimes books don't matter sometimes you'll have data uh, you know analysis issues where you're paralyzed to a certain degree but having access to the data and using it is always the best way to start uh, and then you can deviate from there. So the, the parameters that we have in place, we tweak and review per location as needed. The, the ease of the system, it's, it's once again, it's a click of a button. It's very simple to go in there and make adjustments depending on your market and depending on the vehicle type. And, I mean, there's multiple layers that you can dive into. Uh, it has given us a great foundation in order to be successful. If we onboard a new buyer or if we want to make a change, uh, it's very, very simple to just make the change in the parameters and allow the buying team to execute because the data then populates on StockWave system uh, without them having any confusion or risk of error. Your data isn't wrong. Whatever we set is accurate. So that forwards through to any type of buy direction that we have. And that's one of the reasons why I love it.
0: Brian, one other question then. Across your locations, about how many cars are you acquiring a a month in retailing?
1: Sure, great question. Uh, we fluctuate anywhere from uh, 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 retail and wholesale combined, 150 to 230 cars a month uh, among all locations. And then acquisition, uh, whether it's trade, auction, in person, online, uh, what have you, we're, we're sourcing maybe 5% above that. Uh, you know, you have your arbitration rates and, and everything you have to deal with. But, um, you know, 200 would be our, our median, if you will, monthly uh, from a purchase perspective.
0: Okay, and are you doing your reconditioning there at your facilities then, or how, how do you manage that when the cars need some need some stuff?
1: We do reconditioning at two of our current locations, and then we have hopes to have a third location operational down in New Mexico by uh, the beginning of
0: 2023. Okay, okay, okay. And I guess let me uh, add... If you had to say, what's your favorite uh, kind of feature or benefit that you get as it relates to StockWave
1: and using it? Well, from a from a dealer principal, I'll tell you the confidence that it instills in my team uh, from a user perspective. Uh, I always go back to efficiency ratings. Uh, you know, what can you maximize I, as far as an actual tool? Whether you're on your phone, your tablet, your iPad, in lane, uh, or you've got 15 different computer screens in a command center that you're operating, and you've got three different computers, you know, giving power to those things, it's got to be the lane alerts and the ability to to, to navigate. Uh, I used to be able to handle about 15 lanes by myself on an auction, and that was hard, but I could do it as long as I was ready. I, I can handle 15 states now, 15 states times 10 to 15 lanes, and the power that that gives to a buying team or an individual uh, is insurmountable with your ability to find the right cars for the dealerships that you're servicing or for your one dealership, however many you have. It is so valuable. And that to me, and there's so many layers of StockWave that I love, but that to me is the most, once, once you do all the homework, once everything's put in place to be able to execute, so it's game time you're online and you have that functionality. Uh, it's just, it's powerful and it's fun at the same time.
0: That's the Absolutely. one part of this business that we all like to hear is when you're having fun. That's that it's good to make money, but it's good to make money having fun doing it. Um, what, one other question, uh, two other ones, uh, as you look ahead to the next couple months here in in 2022 to finish it off. What are your top priorities, Brian?
1: Consistency. I think with growth that we've had over the past five years, six years of driving motion, you know, just making sure that my team is consistently understanding our culture, our process, using the tools and the resources that are at their disposal to make the right business decisions on a daily basis. And that's from the starting point, which is acquiring a vehicle, all the way to the retail sale or the wholesale transaction. Uh, And and the other one, I think we've been in this industry through such a high the last two years of being able to sell cars and liquidate as as we needed to. I've never seen this before uh, in my career. I think getting back to finding your sweet spot uh, as you're acquiring and liquidating and having having the mindset that it's okay not to win on every car but that there's something to learn from every car and if i can instill that into my team across the board i think that those two aspects will help us grow and that's what we're trying to build as we close out this year and then move forward into what i hope will be more of a normal 2023 with a normal tax season and normal events that have happened throughout our career and time spent in this industry
0: I think we're all hoping for something that's a little bit more recognizable <laughs> as, a, as a normal year coming, coming ahead. Um, and one one last thing then, Brian, I mean, if there's uh, someone who might be on the fence of, or just hasn't really understood what StockWave is about, uh, what would be one piece of advice you might offer to help them most get the most out of it?
1: Let your old tendencies and your habits die. They need to be cut off. Uh, I went through this even even as with the the amount of volume that I've purchased and remarketed over the years. uh, I had to tell myself the same thing two and a half years ago. Uh, I woke up one morning and I said, I'm going to learn the system. I'm going to act as if I have never used anything else. And I'm going to force myself to become better. And I'm going to refine and I'm gonna break down my previous habits and my previous thoughts about why I may not have liked or thought I didn't like a certain technology that was out there in order to enhance my process and better my team. And the minute that I made that decision, StockWave became one of our most valued, most valued assets and resources among our buying and, and, and our retail sales centers for trade-ins as well. So break down habits, learn new technology, don't be afraid of it embrace it and when you wake up the next day and if you've made that switch in your mind you will never go back and you'll wonder why you didn't do it years ago like I did hmm.
0: are, are you using Stockway to appraise cars then or at least get a, a ballpark for the tra- those trade situations
1: we use it for everything for vehicles okay. I there are so many resources out there and I, I just like to have it very consistent and and streamlined so you know our, our tech stream that we have amongst our team when it comes to trade appraisals we Simply just copy and paste. We use StockWave and we pull it up. There's probably other ways that correlate to DMS and that will filter in. And those systems are fine as well. But we use StockWave for the notes and for everything. So that way when my buying team's out there and they see a vehicle that we did an appraisal on two years ago, if they see that running at auction, those notes always stay in the system. Or if there's a vehicle that we disliked, we'll never see that vehicle again because we disliked it. Uh, So there's no... I guess there's always room for air somewhere. But with StockWave system, uh, when the tech is working and everything is functioning and there's no thunderstorm coming through your city, uh, everything <laughs> is at your fingertips to help you become more successful. And that's that's one of the other things that I just love about it.
0: Wonderful. Well, Brian, thank you so much for, for taking time to join the podcast. Patrick, any other uh, additional questions or comments?
2: so i heard something at the beginning so i got a probe on it you said that you know you were a guy behind the curtain for a number of years of your career and then you said then we decided to get more you know like you had a passion to get more involved in the community so you i assume that's what you know drove you to start opening up locations and dealerships you want to share a little of that sounds like that's something that you know kind of drove you to where you are today i'm interested
1: sure i i had so many good mentors Uh, And and at such high levels with big corporations uh, that I, I felt it would be a disservice to the people who poured themselves into me the first 10 years of my career uh, to not pass the baton forward. And, you know, I I had a great career and I had a lot of fun uh, with what I did buying and acquiring and remarketing. And I just, I knew there was a, a bigger need, uh, for me to be fulfilled as well as for others around me to be gravitated toward a, a a better platform or a different situation, we all have a business model and you know as long as and in this business we're so focused on numbers and you know money's a part of that, but just data and just analytics and hit your sales goals i mean we're we're at the end of a month again, and we're you know every retail operation I've ever been around it's the last week of the month either you make money or you don't and, and there's a way to do it the right way. There's healthy stress, there's healthy growth, there's healthy refinement. I didn't want to go to bed at night thinking that I didn't give everything I had to my team that day and setting up drive in motion with the tools and resources that we have available to us have helped me deal with the ups and downs, knowing that tomorrow's another day and that if I give everything I have to my team, what else is there? Uh, cars are so much i think we overcomplicate the process with car sales and with 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 marketing and, and with finding vehicles it it it's very easy to sell a car as long as you treat people around you well and I've always been taught that money finds those uh, who treat other people right and we're not money hungry we're people hungry from a drive emotion team perspective all the way through to our customers and the vendors that we've partnered with so I, I think I think looking back, I would 100% do everything all over again. Uh, most of my managers that I've built relationships with over the years have been with me for over a decade. And we just continue to take care of each other and we continue to build. Uh, I love the tough conversations. I love the refinement. I love the opportunity to improve. And lastly, I'll just say that, you know, throughout Drive Emotions history, we we welcome mistakes in areas of growth. We just ask that you don't repeat them. Uh, that way you can move on to new ones and new opportunities and, you know, just, just development. So, uh, it was just really about treating people the right way and making sure that I didn't just let it end with my knowledge and that I passed it along to them.
2: Awesome. Very commendable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and, And inspirational, I might
0: add as well. Brian, thank you again for, for, for joining the podcast, Patrick, my thanks to you as well.
1: You guys, it was a great honor. Thank you for having me on the call today.
0: Absolutely. Our pleasure. And folks, thank you for joining this episode of the V-Auto podcast. Until next time, stay well.